0: What is good, Divine Dolls and Divine Series. So I do think through, you know, some of the things I've said and I think if there's any loose ends that I want to tie up. And um, one of the loose ends I wanted to tie up is what I'm saying is I would like to see more black women get back into courting. And courting is the gateway or the path taken towards marriage. Um, I'll have to probably research and find out how the word dating came up, but usually when you hear the word dating, and myself included, you know, in it, is um, we use we use the word dating. I think synonymous, synonymously with who are you having sex with at the moment, right? But and so then that's how we end up in these um, quote unquote relationships. You know, uh, one of my favorite quotes is when it says relationships are like ships, you know, where are they taking you? And sometimes these um, ships are just (laughs) little cruises, 90 day, 30 day, 10 day, three day, right? Um, Type of a thing. But what I also wanted to, to state was, when you start to view courting, you start to understand that courting was intended to find out if you're compatible for marriage and so that's where you introduce can this person afford to maintain a wife to maintain children and to maintain a household so when we downgrade to dating and who are you having sex with it's like They can't even afford to take you to Applebee's. They can't even afford to take you to McDonald's or don't want to. Right. So I don't know. I think that there's a little bit of a um, sometimes the etymology of the words matter. um, But the idea of courting is supposed to be, well, yeah, you're going to take her to nice places. You're going to be start, you know, taking on her bills, being able to make sure that she has a roof over her head. If the intention is there for marriage, right? And then that's where you sit down and you t- you talk with the father. I've talked about one of my favorite psychologists is Upton Sinclair. And in his book, he has a, a section that talks about sex. And in that section, he also talks about the poor man's daughter. And with the poor man's daughter, it was absolutely fascinating, too, because, you know, it it it, it can sound some kind of way. But... Um, I've heard that there's a book that says, you know, white marriage is for white people, or uh, it could even say marriage is for rich people. And I get it because I think when I talk about how um, in the black community, you know, the the whole um, a lot of the things that we do are so performative. It's like when rich people, rich people. Get married because it's about assets, it's about legacy, it's about generational. That's how you have trust, trust fund babies. And I was just listening to somebody talking about the um, Steve Harvey and Marjorie Foundation. Right, it's it's a long term, you know, merging of assets and um, even when I think about like one of my human resources professors she understood the assignment i mean she made sure that her daughters had she had two daughters and beautiful story maybe one day i'll kind of share about the insights of a mother of how to raise a black daughter but it's to the point that um she is now she works for nasa um and she is what you would consider i mean she used to get bullied like you think i got bullied no no she got bullied. She was tall, like me. We used to play basketball. She's a little bit younger than me. um both of the kids were were tall um her husband is tall and um and she's dark, and so the mom did everything to to work with her personalities and boost their confidence and give them everything they needed from tutors to experiences right but both of them like her her husband was a um He was like, he he went from like VP to president to like, he's just running all kinds of stuff. Like he's been a president in different locations, um, just up there. But, um, it got to the point where they put her in bikini fitness competition. So she's very fit. She's very healthy. And so guess what? They made sure that she married someone who I don't remember right off the bat who He is. But I remember when I came across him on Facebook We're friends on Facebook, um, he he's he's right up there. And when you see how they're raising the kids, I mean, the confidence on the kids, the health and nutrition on the kids, the the legacy. I mean, these kids are already like I think the oldest one is maybe I think like maybe a five and a seven year old, not more than nine, I don't think. And there are in programs that are right up there. In terms of the best The higher echelon of You know <clears throat> Things that other kids Will never be able to experience Right? Intelligent Beautiful Right? And so But um, when you talk about the poor man's Daughter When you listen to that segment, it's about four hours Long Upton Sinclair Um and he talks about how poor people introduced the concept of marrying for love. And so now when you're marrying for love, it's just dust involved and it's based on emotions and it's based on um, intangible things. And so in the black community, you see that it's rampant. There's no need for us to get, marriage, we, to get married. We just go from relationship to relationship, from bed to bed. You know, and we have no problem having children out of wedlock. You know, it's become the norm. And so, you know, and so then not only that, like, I think part of it's just like a, a grieving. You know, I talk about what it means for me to be here on my soul assignment and having to report back to the powers that be. And I think that when I repro- report back, it would be like a heaviness in my heart. That's almost inexplicable. I think that, you know, we shame our black women time and time again for articulating that we want to be in alignment with what it means to rest in our femininity. Talked about it a little bit on the last podcast, right? So I'll just keep this one short. But I just wanted to tie up those loose ends when I talk about um, what I meant from you know to me dating at this at this day and age. And you can look at it. Dating means that's who you're having sex with. You're not going to hear that this person is courting someone with the intent of getting marriage, getting <laughs> getting married. Y'all, I, I'm what happening is I want to go out and get me a. a <laughs> Something right now, and but what I need to do is drink some water and take my supplements. But um, but um, when conversations come up, I think that part of the reason you look at can this person even take afford to take me out to to eat. If you're having problems about taking someone out to eat, then you're losing sight of the whole bigger picture. If if you're at a point where you really cannot afford to take this woman out on a date, and you really need her to be a hunter with you, and you you know you're not allowing her to be the the gatherer, you really need her to be a hunter. Then you're really not ready for marriage in terms of how it was in. How it was set up Right The the true it, it really is an institution And I think that It, you know uh, Upton Sinclair, and it's been a while since I've listened to that segment But it kind of just talks about how For whatever reason I think when poor people end or I think he was talking more about Just like I think in the white community But you see it in the black community It's like when Poor people got married. It's just kind of like because other people are doing it. And that's why I was saying it's performative, because we're going through in the black community, we'll go through the performative, the illusion. Right. Oh, I got engaged. Oh, I got married. But even in that, it's like, what's the legacy you're leaving behind? And, and I'll even I'll even kind of um, use this example um, I was listening to Simply said and she was sharing a story about how um, this woman had bailed out her son. The son had at least nine counts of torture trying to penetrate his girlfriend with an object. Um, it was nine different things, um, but it was it was aggravated domestic violence, and they set his bail at a hundred thousand. And um the mom posted the bail. she put the house up. So two days after he got out, um, he went and finished the job so he he murked the the stepdad, the the mom who bailed him out, and the girlfriend took all of them out just clean out whatever, right? But what was interesting about to me about that story is and I want to talk a little bit too I can kind of start to tell when people um how they talk about certain things that they don't even have life insurance but um i've been talking about how marriage is performative even in the black culture because in the black in the in the dominant society you get married you have life insurance you have a legacy you you pass things on to your children but when this guy unfortunately was, was toe-tagged by his, um, ste- his stepson, no will in place, Okay, so the daughter can't even bury him. It's like at that point, no disrespect, but what's the point of getting married? It was just cute. It was performative. When you get married, it's supposed to be that you pass something on to your children. It's supposed to be a merging of the assets. It's supposed to be about generational wealth building. See, so I hope that I'm driving home those points. Um, that's just me trying to tie up some loose ends from my last podcast. I think I might have kind of like a right foot and a left foot where, you know, like the left foot is the feminine side, the, re- the emotional side um where I'm reacting to something and then I'll come back in with the left with the with the right foot, which is you know, the logic, the practical, um tying up any loose ends, um the common sense behind things. So just wanted to kind of tie up those loose ends for you a little bit and drive home some I think very important points of what's going on with the black community and to further reiterate why I don't think that Black women are in a position to listen to any black men at all. And it's it's unfortunate, too, because as I'm, I'm actually listening here to Cerebral, she's talking about um, T.D. Jakes. And this man is married, has been married, has children. But he's still male-identified. And it's, it's one of those things I almost want to do a, another podcast. Like, I have things in the back of my mind that... They're, they're in there and I will, it takes me time to formulate them, right? It's almost like a snowball. But um, one of the podcasts I want to do, and I, I'm flushing out the details for myself before I articulate it more, but it's unfortunate because I don't think that I should have to say that being male-identified means that you are anti-woman. But unfortunately, with T.D. Jakes, he's male-identified, and but and also anti-black woman. And um, I, I'm just kind of gauging and thinking through the content that I do. Um, I think that when I talk about black men, it's from a point of disappointment. So from a point of disappointment, um, more so than bashing, I think that Don't misunderstand when I talk about the things that they do. It's not, I'm not making this stuff or pulling it out of thin air. It's just disappointment and it's not the best grade reports that are coming in, right? And so to me, I want to be female identified and it doesn't mean I have to be anti-male. But at the same time, if you're doing dumb stuff, you're just doing dumb stuff you know, so that's kind of my thoughts. Um, all right, let me go continue to be, you know, one of the things I, I've been saying over and over, and as simple as it can be, and as much as of a soft life that it can be, I love being wholly sanctified and moisturized, stress-free, I can move when I want to, you know what the pace that I want to skin glowing, you know, working on my fitness, just really happy. And I think about what it meant for me to give up to get that piece. And it is oh, it is so worth it. I think that, you know, it, it's going to take a lot for me to want to get into another relationship because you have to then think about is this person out here? cheating and I mean it could just be any and everybody you know and it's even things like I said it's it's learning secondhand from even people that I love and grew up with at church you know where put in their all and spend 20 30 40 50 years and still seeing the discard and or seeing what they're subjected to. And a lot of times, I think that even in the Christian culture, it's like God knows how many times they've forgiven these people when they have babies on them, you know, outside of the marriage or other acts of infidelity. And then you just come to church and, you know, lead out in church choir and all this other stuff. And at home, you're just living a living hell. I think it's just... It may not be a lot. And one other podcast I want to do is I'm just going to um, talk a little bit about what it means for women to make passive income, especially when I'm encouraging you to start investing and let it do its thing for three years, seven years, 10 years. And in the in the meantime, what does it mean to just rest in your femininity and be happy? Right. And just live a soft life, you know, stress free. Talked a little, yeah, let me, um, um, I can go on, but I just wanted to type some loose ends, so that's, that's it, that's it, (laughs) it's like my favorite word right now, right, peace.